Welcome into Brewchat. I am your host, Brady Lindquist. First of all, happy holidays. We hope you're doing well. And cheers to the end of 2020. In this episode, we sit down with Abby Connor. Abby is such an incredible advocate for women in craft beer. Over the past couple of years, she's worked in and around Minnesota's craft beer by brewing at Boathouse Brothers in Prior Lake, marketing at BSG, and she's currently using her artistic skills at Lupulin Brewing. She is one of my favorite people on social media. She really uses the platform to have a voice to to make change, to make a difference, and she's super inspiring. So please enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Abby Connor. Welcome into Brew Chat. I'm your host, Brady Lindquist. Um, here with uh, the Tap Traveler. Yeah, hello. Welcome. Uh, we are at Lupulin again. We're back. Yes. Um, and it's been weird because we haven't had an episode in a while. And with COVID and everything shutting down basically again, it's kind of, it's made it a little challenging, hasn't Very it? Very challenging, yes. So, but we're back. This is going to mm-hmm. come out right before Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy this, holidays. This is like the, the Christmas episode, I guess. <laughs> sure. We'll, we'll, sure. We'll, we'll call it that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's get into it. So our, we have a guest. You heard her voice just a second ago, but we have Abby Connor. Uh, we've been talking about having her on the show for a long time. Happy to have you on the show finally. Yeah. Thanks. So, and, and the beer we've got to start with kind of yes. coincides with your career. The beginning. Yes. The beginning. Yes. So why don't we pour this beer and then we'll get right into the beginning. Okay. All right. I will pour it. You will pour it. it. Okay, so we're doing the those. beer that I tasters. brewed. First commercial beer. And this is um, yeah, Dr. Punch. Wee Heavy. Wee Heavy Scotch Ale. Nice. Excellent. One of my favorite styles. Mine as well. Um, I wasn't my... I hadn't really drank a lot of them before um, I actually brewed it. When I came up with the entire concept, I was trying to find something that was a darker beer. And this just, it came up and it seemed like it was perfect. And Aaron is looking through the window and being super awkward right now and <laughs> <laughs> making things just so easy here. Yes, yes. He had to do it. I mean, <laughs> uh, so, so why don't you, why don't you start by telling us kind of what led you to the wee heavy that you brewed here? Like there's something before that, I'm sure. Um, well, if we want to get to the start of our my entire um, brewing career, well, well, how did you get into craft beer? Where did this all start? Craft beer is a whole thing for me. Um, without saying too much, I I didn't actually drink any alcohol until I was twenty one. Okay, and that's been a common thread. That's similar to me, actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, stuff happened in my family and it just was not something I was interested in until I was 21. And the scene, um, the bar scene, drinking a lot just wasn't my thing. Uh, and then breweries start to pop up and it was like this hipster thing to do, which I considered at that point, I was one of those people. (laughs) And, um, it wasn't even so much that craft beer led me into the beer industry. It was more so, brewing beer at home and uh, the relationship that I had with that. And then 
I was teaching at that point. I was. Um, you were teaching. I have a, a teaching degree. Okay, I, I did not know this. Art education degree, and okay. my cooperating teacher, uh, John, actually brewed beer, and I ended up living three blocks away from him. Became really good friends with him and his wife, and his okay. and we babysitter each other's kids, and and we ended up brewing beer together, and it just became like a part of the weekend. Like that's what we would do. Sure. And I grew an affinity for beer and the work that went into it and the community that went into it and craft beer kind of followed that. It was being able to go to a place where other people were that weren't getting just trashed and weren't there until closing. And I mean, that happens, but just going somewhere to appreciate something that people put a lot of work into and a lot of thought into. Mm -hmm. Um, Craftsmanship. Yes, for sure. And then knowing what that takes when you're at home and brewing that and then sharing that with your friends and and making it for Christmas presents and things like that. Sure. Um, So that's where it started. Okay. And how long ago was this? 2000, I graduated college in 2010, so I was student teaching, and that's when my first batch was brewed, and so it was 2009, 2010 that that happened. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was when my daughter was born and just found fun things to do. So Yeah. Excellent. So what led you to this beer from Boathouse Brothers? This beer was a whole journey. Um, I met Emmett... Okay, back up. I actually was talking to a friend who was working at Boathouse Brothers. They were just opened 2018. Um, And my friend George was talking about uh, his new job. And we were on our way to a Twins game. And for some reason, my sister came up and had a congenital heart defect. She's like, oh, my boss's son has that same kind of thing. So I became more and more interested in this brewery and this person and just it's kind of a weird family thing to go through. Um, There are a lot of elements to this disease and this lifestyle that they have to live. So I became really interested in meeting Emmett and his family. So we stopped by and had some conversations with him. He was brewing. It's a really small brewery. And so I kind of just stood there and awkwardly was like, hey, (laughs) just so you know, um, I heard your story and uh, I understand what you're going through. I know not a lot of people understand. um, If you ever need any help with anything, I'm here. Uh, For some reason, I don't even know how it happened. I don't remember, but it turned into this relationship where I would come in and brew. And at one point, Emmett's son had heart surgery and we took over the brew house while Mm. um, he was out at the hospital. And I think it was only like a week long because he really just wants to be part of everything. And he doesn't, he, he didn't want to let go too much, but it just is a community thing. And from there we decided it was, something that he had been dreaming of for a really long time to um, have a nonprofit for uh, people who are dealing with this, this kind of disease in their childhood or in their children. And um, I knew exactly how that felt and I wanted to be a part of it and sure. offer whatever I could. So we started, uh, it was Emmett, 
his wife, Anne, and myself, we started Brewed with Heart. And I was doing the marketing and everything for them. And then we decided to just start with a run of beers. He did Soren Cezanne for his son. I did Dr. Punch for my sister. Okay. And um, there's a whole story behind that. But Very cool. that is where this beer came from. And there have been several beers since then. Okay. And yeah. what is what is the disease called? Um, well, there are several different kinds of several. There are hundreds of different kinds of congenital heart defects. Okay. His son has one that's similar. Uh, my sister had left heart congenital. It was she only had one ventricle that was open. She was missing her spleen. She wow. wasn't supposed mm. to live longer than a couple hours, but she lived wow. two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yes. Wow. wow. And. Okay. The reason why I call this Dr. Punch is she, when she was one post-surgery or pre-surgery in her doctor's appointment, actually punched a doctor in the <laughs> eye, oh, really? gave him a black eye, oh, wow. um, and, and just kind of showed him, like, I don't really want you to look in at me right now. And yeah. that's her personality. Yeah. She was really strong. She was really... She was 15 months younger than me, but she would always, she was like not having it. She would corner my brother and I. We're both <laughs> older than her. Sure. Um, and and she was beefy and strong. And I could definitely see so. my two-year-old daughter yeah. punching a daughter. I have one like that too, where I, I can definitely see him <laughs> definitely, doing that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's a cool story of the name. And Yeah. Yeah. Nice. This is a great beer. I know it's... Um, it's aged a little bit. Yes, in a um, crawler. But so. I would say it's still <laughs> enjoyable. I, I like it. And honestly, so one of the, I don't know if it was a brewer here, said that it tastes like strawberry Laffy Taffy, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that really does come through, I kinda, surprisingly. I have a feeling that's part of the aging. That's yeah. not oh, a part not, of the beer. Not by design. But um, I definitely, yeah, there's like, a, I love the, the malt behind it, um, which is yeah. why I love a scotch ale so much for sure yep like, the multi backbone really really what's, features uh, the malt what's the abv on this one did we say eight six eight six okay yeah. and aged a little bit so now it's gone up a little no. probably <laughs> i don't know yeah i kept this for sentiment and i thought this would be a good and you busted it out for us we yeah feel appreciate it. it it's the last yeah. crawler that they had and is this yeah. beer gonna make a c comeback? It will. It will at okay. Boathouse. Okay. It's gonna um, probably be brewed again at some point. We are also brewing a Scotch ale here that is a different iteration. When you say here, you're saying at Lupulin. At Lupulin, yes. Um, we're gonna be changing it up a little bit, and we're gonna be doing crawlers and calling it We Heavy. This okay. is happening next Tuesday. I'm pretty excited to nice. be using their ten barrel system. And, and you're going to brew it. I'm going to brew it. Ah, yes, it is. Nice. So, it is fun. a different iteration of my recipe. And uh, we actually have scotch barrels that are coming out. Uh, it's it's There's a collab with Little Thistle in Great. there right now. Oh, really? The beer is going to come out and my beer is going to go straight in. Yeah, okay. And I'm kind of hoping um, if timing works out and everything that we'll be able to open these barrels around her anniversary of her mm. death okay. um, sure. next next year. Next year. Next okay. November. Oh, so. that will be special. Wow. Yeah. That will be special. Yeah. To look for that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it'll be about a, y a year from now. Yep. Yep. Cool. If it works out, yeah. we'll see. I'm looking forward to this new iteration. We're going to do a two-hour boil. So I'm I'm thinking that it'll be more of that like maybe like a burnt caramel sure. sweetness coming through that doesn't normally come through in, in my normal recipes. So. Will this be the first time brewing on that system here yes. at Lupin? 
Okay. Yes. Exciting. And, and the boathouse, what's their system like? Three barrels. It's three barrels. Okay. Yes. Okay. They have yes. a ton of beer on tap. They have a ton of beer. They always have, and they've got a great community of people who keep them going. I mean, yeah. they're, I think it was only... Well, to me, this year just has passed by <laughs> so quickly. But the last time that I actually brewed there, it was like we were trying, we were scrambling to get more beer on the tap. Really? So, sure. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I've so, never been there. It's um, a nice place. Where did you say it was? It's in Prior Lake. Prior Lake, okay. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be the closest brewery be your to my new house. Brewery yeah. There. yeah. And I'm excited about yeah. that because they have, they have actually, they have a ton of loggers on tap, especially yes. for Oktoberfest. They had like, Oktoberfest, a fest beer, mm-hmm. a, another Oktoberfest. Like they had like a bunch three of them. Yeah, different M loves the, the lagers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So there's yeah. a lot of different varieties. They had like a, they have a Mexican lager and yep. I don't know what they have now because I haven't been there for a while, but yep. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They got yeah. some good beers though. And fun fact about them, they're actually starting a barrel program. Ooh. Oh, okay. So that's uh, happening soon. And nice. Very cool. It's new for them. I'm excited to see them expanding into new things and and trying out new things. So yeah, for for the the listeners who haven't been there, I would highly recommend it. There's a bunch of um, I don't know exurb mm-hmm. breweries down that way that are actually really good, and Boathouse yep. is definitely one of them. Yep. And Boathouse is unique in that they really lean into Boathouse. Like oh yes, you. When you're sitting outside on the sidewalk, you're sitting on like in pontoon yeah, oh, okay. seating. If you and, okay. yeah. have a theme, Emmett is the person to run with it. Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> he loves a good theme and they they definitely run with yeah. it. And it's, it's pretty awesome. The so. seats, you know, in the some of the seats in the tap room it's are like It's an actual pontoon. Yeah, yeah. They actually really? ordered pontoon seats. Yep. So. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's and cool. it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it literally looks There's like a you're wheel. sitting on a boat. Like you can steer uh, the boat. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty neat. I yeah. will have to check this out yes, at some point for sure. once yeah. things and open f- up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for a three barrel system, like I said, they have a lot of beers on tap. The yep. tap room's pretty big for for what it is, and sure. so I, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, very cool. You talked about sort of how you got into craft beer or the things that you liked about craft beer, right? Yeah, and that kind of drew you to it. But why did you decide to get into the industry itself? Um, you know, I don't think that I really did that on purpose. Okay. You know, it just kind of happened. I, like I said, I have a teaching degree and that I stopped teaching because I had children and okay. teachers don't get paid a lot. And sure. by our second kid, I think I had estimated that I'd walk out with like $25 at the end of my paycheck. <laughs> oh know? man. Yeah. Um, Childcare is really expensive. It was mm-hmm. really expensive. So I stayed home with them for a while and then I did um, Stitch Fix. I was a senior senior stylist for them hmm. and did that for four and a half years. And it was just like, I hit this turning point where I was like, what do I want to do now? You know, and I, I literally existed for everyone else and to um, make sure everybody else was okay. And so sure. I think I had this like turning point of like, where do I want to go with my life? What do I want to be when I grow up? You know, mm-hmm. and um, I was really enjoying brewing beer. I was really enjoying the community that I'd made. And that's probably when I started my Instagram profile and became friends with a lot of people and had been visiting a lot of breweries, not just in Minnesota, but all over the United States. And sure. I think it just spawned from that. I don't know. It, like I said, I didn't do it on purpose. Sure. It just happened. It's interesting. Yeah. So It's quite the community. 
It is yeah. for sure. I mean, that's why we're here. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like how yeah, I know that's you guys. How we met. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get drawn in. Yeah. That, right? yeah. yeah. So yeah. while we're on that, I mean, like, what what attracted you to the craft beer community, or what you know, what do you like about it? Um, I well, maybe we should start with like how it like I came about the community sure. just on Instagram. That was how I found everybody. Um, I have another Instagram account where it's just my family and it's mm-hmm, kids. Sure. And I think it was on the way to Florida where we were like stopping and seeing different breweries. And I thought to myself, like maybe I should separate all of these pictures of beer and my children. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, it could just be like your, a whole new family thing. family w- weren't so interested <laughs> in seeing I mean, beer. it really <laughs> wasn't, it didn't even matter to them. It was more so me like, I don't really want people to be like, your kid's cute. And then the next one be like, how'd you like that beer? I don't know. (laughs) And it was also another one of those things where it was like, this is a hobby of mine. And I was exploring, like I said, I had existed for everybody else for a while. And so Mm. I was like, maybe this could be something I could do for myself. Sure. And so I started this account like on the road, literally with my feet up on the dashboard, like, I'll start this. Let's come up with a kitschy name. And um, I remember actually, I think I messaged like Julie and um, Katie and all these people, girls. And I had been just researching all these different accounts to follow. And and I I literally remember saying, thank you for not being a female with your boobs out. (laughs) Yes. You know, and just... Appreciating beer and just having it be like a thing where you're just appreciating beer and not, and that for me has been a really big thing. Like no, no judgment at all for women who want to do that. If that's what they want to do. Fair Uh, enough. Yeah. Right. But I, as I was starting, I was like, this is really cool that these people are doing this and, and I want to be a part of it. And I remember, uh, I don't, I think it was Kim that invited me to the, inbound for my first minced meat sure and and i for like a month had been talking to everybody on instagram and then i went there and i was just like (laughs) these people in real life yeah and uh at that point it was just really neat to meet everybody in person and i became really good friends with a lot of these people and like i was explaining to somebody else I think somebody said something about like being really cool on Instagram. I've never been cool ever <laughs> in my entire life. Oh, I think you're pretty cool. I grew up in a small town and I was that weird kid who like liked art and had tattoos when they were 16 and um, didn't fit in anywhere. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I think that that's a majority of this Minnesota beer community that like a lot of us weren't super cool for a long time and now we're like cool and we're really enjoying each other and like really enjoying like this community and camaraderie and yeah Yeah, i mean it's hard to make friends as adults yeah for sure (laughs) and so this is a good way that i've made new friends especially in the last year and a half or so yeah i really have this common theme and it does make it a lot easier to yeah to to find new relationships and yeah I think you're right. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are thus far from the podcast and talking to different people. There's there's so many of us that are are very similar. Like we didn't we didn't drink in high school and yeah. we you know we just had kind of a different maybe a little more artsy or what however you want to say it. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally. For the record, I've been cool 
since day one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ryan has always been cool. This is true. <laughs> no tattoos still. Yeah. yeah he's going to work on that. Though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just kidding. His, his D&D crew is My D&D cool. is cool, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's super cool. Yeah. I had to bust that out that's there. That's <laughs> I'm a nerd. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. I don't know if it was, it was similar story of why I started the Instagram account and I liked mm-hmm. craft beer. I thought, oh, this could be a cool thing. I had my own account, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was kind of shocking to be like, to see those women. I'm like, yes. whoa, this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and I always, I did, you know, definitely respect like a Julie and a Katie yeah, and yourself. Sure. Like you have a following, you don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, I don't actually think less of any women that do that. Right, it right. doesn't matter to me what you're going to post on Instagram, but mm-hmm. um, it, it's interesting how pervasive that is. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And as a, f- a female in the industry, again, absolutely no judgment, but it's hard. It's really hard already. Yeah, that's a perfect you know? segue into where we were going to go with this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, women in craft beer. There's not a lot of them, mm-hmm. right? And I think you've you've kind of had a voice towards yeah. that. So Fine. yeah, so talk to us a little bit about that. Um. Well, first off, I was raised by a raging feminist, uh, okay. single mom, really okay, who burned her bras and taught me that I can open my own door and okay. in any industry at all. You know, we've we women. Um, it's unequal. I mean, it's still, it's 2020 and it's still very unequal. But in the beer industry, like you said, there aren't a lot of us. And that's where I'm at right now. That's what I'm speaking for. I'm speaking for the beer industry. And as a brewer, um, even just a new one, and uh, having conversations with other brewers, male or female, um, it's it's a whole different ball game, you know, and it, I've, I'm, I'm sure everybody, you guys and everyone else are well aware of everything that happened to 56 and, um, just <laughs> not having equal opportunities. Sure. Sure. And yeah. brewing is hard in the first place. It really is, but it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not doing it at this point because of that. And sure. I'm still in the industry, I like I said, my platform was very accidental. I didn't ask for it, uh, but I've. Do you feel like you have a responsibility now? I don't feel like I have a responsibility, but I want to have a responsibility. Okay. I hmm. really want to use whatever I can to have this voice. I want to, not even just like I don't. I don't want to seem arrogant in this, but I feel like a lot of people don't intentionally do the things that they do that create inequality sure um i have my female crust friday posts and literally every person every person that i've interviewed for that one of the things that they say is that when they talk about beer and brewing with other males with males (laughs) nobody looks at them in the eyes when they're asking questions when they're having a conversation we actually dealt with this at one point when we were talking about beer with somebody and they were talking to him instead of me. Oh, instead of you, okay. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. what we deal with all the time. Sure. You know, and 
that person wasn't doing it on purpose. Most of the time, it's not doing it on purpose. Yeah, they don't even know they're doing it. Not at all. Sure. And that's all that I'm asking in my voice is just to like be aware, like be yeah. aware of who you're looking at, the conversation that you're having, um, your body language, and realizing that doesn't matter if a person is male or female you know, what color they are. If they're mm. really great at their job, acknowledge it. Sure. If you're having a genuine conversation with them, look them in the eyes, you know? Mm. And and there are so many things that are learned growing up, you know, that we, I don't think, really pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all I'm asking, you know, yeah. at this point. Yeah, so. I mean, it's it's systemic, but not necessarily malicious. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is how I kind of think yes. of it. Like you just learn behavior. For it's sure. not necessarily like, Oh, you know, once you bring awareness to it, it's like, Oh yeah, maybe I do that. Yeah. And we've had, yeah, I mean, worry. you've had Everyone guests that. that have dealt with similar things, Jesse and Rachel, mm-hmm. um, where, yeah. you know, you know, they went to every brewery in the state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do yeah. they talk to Jesse or do they talk to Rachel? Well, right. By default, they talk to Jesse. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yep. his big giant beard has something to do with <laughs> yes. that. But it like, is admirable for sure. But, yes, <laughs> but also like there's just an innate assumption on like, mm-hmm. okay, the, this couple is coming to these breweries. It must be the guy right. bringing yeah. the yeah. girls. Like, no, I right. like beer too, just as much as he does. Right. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times I've been asked, "Do you actually do all the work when you're <laughs> brewing? Do you actually do it? <laughs> Jeez. Do you like actually lift all that stuff?" Oh, man. You know, and, and that's... And you wonder, like, that's so insulting. Like, you wonder if they're even, like, what's going on in your head? Yeah. Like, to me, like, yeah, brewing is a physical thing, absolutely. Sure. But I would ne- I never, it's never crossed my mind that a woman can't C- do that. Do <laughs> right, like, right. And that's, in, in the, like, spirit of not being malicious, I've had friends, you know, where I'm carrying bags of grain and they're like you got that and i'm like yeah i've got it it's got fine it. it's <laughs> heavy know? but not that heavy <laughs> it's i mean it's heavy for me sure i mean it is heavy but i've got it and it's fine you know i, I it's cool to be able to do that yeah. you know and i've lifted full kegs just like everyone else it's fine I could probably you know do that. <laughs> I probably do that <laughs> If you will it, I mean, Emmett always says fat strong. So you've got to use your like your midsection use the to core. like, it's not even the core. It's like the fat around it. Oh, you've got to lift it up okay. over okay. your fat and then carry it. Yeah. It's so after thing. this podcast, we'll do it. We'll do a keg yes, lifting I will show composition. You how to do it. We'll all yes. see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to win. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and that was something that, and I'll cut a little bit of this or however you want it, but like the yeah. whole 56 thing, we weren't sure if you wanted to talk I'm about sorry. that at all or not. And, you know, if you want to make mention of it for the people that don't know, you can. Otherwise, we can just keep going. It's totally up to you. We'll just keep going because I feel sure. like I didn't really want to like have it out there in the first place. It was like it wasn't in our your choice. Forced. Yeah. No, it wasn't my choice at Unfortunately, all. Unfortunately, yeah. That, yeah, and that I sucks. that again was not out of you know vulgarity in any kind of way. Like the person who put it out there didn't mean it. They wanted it to be a thing. You know? Yeah, and yeah. Well, it's big news. Right? It was big and news. Kind of yes. a big deal, especially with everything that was going on at 56. Right, right. It was kind of like... And that was my whole thing. Like, I didn't want it to take away from the other stuff. And and people keep saying to me that inequality, you know, gender inequality in, in the brewing industry is just as important as, you know, racial inequality. Yeah. And I agree with that. Um, 
I think in my head, I'd, it's just like, I, I, there's so much happening right now with Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. and George Floyd and everything happening in our city. Yeah. For the listening listeners, like this was right, like right after that happened. Right basically. after, right after. Uh, so I, I didn't want that personally to take away from yeah, the importance of that. If, yeah, I yeah. didn't. I'm, and that's not, you know, it's why I didn't say anything when it actually happened the fall before. And it's also like, for me, it was like kind of embarrassing because my first brewing position that I applied for outside sure. of Boathouse, you know, and, and I just yeah. moved on from it. So. And, yeah. And then to me, it's like the fact that it's embarrassing is a problem. Like yeah. Yeah. it shouldn't be yeah. at all. Right. And that's part of the right. problem. But um, yeah. But that's where I get to be like, Hey, it's, it's a uh, almost 2021 and I'm doing marketing at Lupulin and, and you are like spot on on our notes because <laughs> <laughs> we're at Lupulin. Yeah. You've been you've been here part of the team for five, five months, months? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and what is it like working with these guys? This this guy oh, over here, Marcus, Marcus. And, <laughs> and the crew. <laughs> I have my boss by my side because I'm nervous. Happy to help. Well, that should show something. I mean, you, it's advocates. It's a thing. He's yes, <laughs> we have a name for us and everything. So I love it. Um, yeah, it's I've been a redeeming part of 2020. I lost my job. I was laid off from BSG, which was like my dream job. This and we uh, should get into that too. And we that will. has something to do with this. This next beer, next for beer. sure. Yes. Do you want to get into that right now, or do you want to, to talk about this? Let's 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 go let's go into that. Actually, okay. you, you talked about your dream job. Yes. At BSG. Yes. So I applied for my job at BSG in oh, it must have been August or September uh, last fall, and it was when I was pretty deep into the beer industry, and I knew that BSG was like a, a like, that's where you want to end up, you know, sure. uh, job. I was like, I'm reaching big time. Like, this is not going to happen, um, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. I went to their open house, and I talked to Juno Choi, and that was the first time meeting him. And then I ended up um, getting an interview and then a second interview. It's like, this is so weird. I'm not going to get this and job. There's the no way. Exactly. Cross-divisional marketing manager. Okay. Cross-divisional is wine distilling and home brewing. Hmm. So okay. BSG is a, an ingredients company. They supply a lot of breweries throughout the United States um, with malts, hops, all the different adjuncts and everything like that. And Things then that also... you need to brew beer. Yes, exactly. They also supply um, homebrew shops and, and distilleries and, and vineyards. So I got the second interview and I'm like looking at other jobs and I'm at that point where I'm like, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, sure. all these different paths that I could have taken. And I was sitting in the, the, the parking lot at target and I got the call that I got the job Nice. and it just sat there and I was like, there's no way this can't actually <laughs> be true. And, um, Went into Target, and at that point, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I knew everybody at Target, because that's what you do when you're a <laughs> stay-at-home mom. I'm telling everyone, I'm like, I got a job today. I'm so nice. excited. Like yes, yes, all best friends, yes. Um, there are actually three old ladies that I became best friends with at Target nice. who drank coffee at Starbucks, so nice. told them about it, and... 
Um, so I was the cross-divisional marketing manager there, um, started in December, um, and I was counterparts with Juno Choi, who was the craft marketing manager. He okay. oversaw like all of the breweries, learned a ton from him. He's kind of a guru when it comes to the beer industry. Okay. Uh, at GABF, he has Juno's Bar. Mm. And he pours beers there. I mean, honestly, if you uh, go to a brewery and you ask anyone, do you know Juno? Yeah, I know Juno. They probably do. Duh, you know? (laughs) Um, So Juno is actually one of the owners of Arbiter. And um, I attribute a lot of my um, knowledge and um, just being able to be a part of the industry to him being my friend. So nice. he, Arbiter was supposed to open up in March. COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And um, then they were going to open back up in the summertime. And they are three doors down from the third precinct. Mm. So yeah. um, they had their gas lines shut down for quite some time. They were a little bit worried about, you know, everything happening. They had everything boarded up. <laughs> they were going to open back up right before the shutdown happened this last time. Just bad timing. But they're yeah. resilient. Yeah, I mean, they going. are resilient and they're doing their best and they're in liquor stores right now. Uh, they're hoping to start to go orders on Friday. Okay. They're just waiting for all the different, you know, I's to be dotted and T's and, to be crossed. Yeah. And sure. um, their beer is incredible. It's really good, huh? Yes, yes. Nice. I'll pour you guys some. We yeah. have a, they're... Uh, alt beer here nice um but yeah bsg that happened and then COVID happened i was their cross visual marketing manager and unfortunately on june 1st uh monday morning woke up and found out i was laid off so yeah and i was one of their their last people to be hired so it sure. was just one of those mm-hmm. things and they yeah. um just they had a lot of structural changes and stuff and and so yeah that's but that led you uh, to so here. here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And I started here middle of July. Had been looking at a couple different places. Um, was just one of those things where being a part of the community and having connections and whatnot and yeah. um, kind of just being able to pick and choose where I wanted to go, which was really great in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. Met this giant so, weirdo over here. <laughs> so the position that you took here at Luplin is yes. marketing and communications assistant. Nice. And so what do you what do you what do your duties entail? Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Super <open> <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of everything. So I started. So Marcus uh, is the marketing and artistic director, director. which is episode. Oh man! Is, what is it? Seventeen or something? Back. <laughs> I don't remember. I will. Uh, we'll link yes. it in the show notes. Yes, yes. And so he was doing everything, like everything, yeah. marketing, design, everything. And so I'm basically his right hand, and we have kind of melded it into. I'm doing social media. Um, one of our um, owners, her son, calls me the fucking social media girl. <laughs> uh that's one of my titles okay. uh so i do social media <laughs> yeah um 
communications like newsletters, uh, press releases, things like that. Um, we try to take photos, things <laughs> like that. Um, just giving everybody what they need in order to be successful in selling beer. Yeah. So we just sure. kind of, it's a small business. We all wear a lot of hats. And yeah. Yep. So marketing communications is my, my thing, my jam. Nice. Cool. So, Let's crack yeah. this uh, alt beer. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. German style. You guys still have your. I'm gonna hand yep. it to you guys. You guys can. I'm not gonna pour because I always oh, man, make a mess oh. of it. It is. Wow. Ooh, nice. I just need you to hold that up and look at how clean Dude, it is. I did though. pretty well on that. That's yeah. So this is the Arbeiter alt beer. So they're in like South Minneapolis. Yeah. Sort of a, a little bit underserved area. Yes. I don't Are know. we getting served beers or what's going on I'm here? Jason. What is this? <laughs> Jason, I think well, we look, need to have he, you on the podcast. This is exactly too. what happened on my interview day. Jason Thank like you. snuck in and he's like, here you guys go. Here's some beer. This is a similar story to that as well. This is one of our Sunday infusions. This is our upcoming Sunday infusion. Oh, no. So this is a Bradham. This is a Bradham. Yeah. Yes. yes. So this is a Bradham. Yeah. This is CBD with Nutty Buddy Bars. I can't remember. Oh, you know how I am. This is this like candy canes? CBD with uh, Nutter Butter Bars. I love Nutter Butter. <laughs> Nutter Butter is that sounds sort of underrated, Thank I would you. say. It is that one. It's the Marcus beer. Yes, it's the one that. Try that. Yeah. <laughs> so we we have these Bradham meetings, and we're all like, "Okay, what should we make Marcus this time?" <laughs> it's usually peanut butter, something peanut butter. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. Can't wait. I just mm. got this. No, I got to try this first. It smells like nutty which one? Nutter butter. The old beer. Yeah. Smells so good. It's nostalgic. I'm gonna hang on to the oh, alt beer though. Yeah. Goodness. Yes. You mentioned, you know, you obviously do social media here, um, and you have your own social media account that we I did do. mention, um, the MN Opportunity. I don't know, I'm not going to spell it out, but it'll be in the show notes. Yep. Um, but recently, today, you kind of made today. a post about oh, um, <laughs> maybe not continuing with that Instagram account. So I'm wondering if you could dive into that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of elements to it. It's just like being an influencer has a lot of elements. Um, it's great to have my voice. It's great to use it for great. Um, it's it's wonderful to connect with people. Uh, I think I wrote in there something like, I've made a lot of friends. Um, are they real? You know, it's hard with social media. Um, I have a lot of in-person friends that came out of this but there are some other ones that like it's hard to distinguish between whether or not this is like a a tangible relationship um another part of being a female in the beer industry is i think probably once a week if not more often i get uh proposals for very interesting things um photos sent to me there was one really funny one that i sent to marcus that it was somebody asking me if I want to be their sugar baby oh my God. Uh, oh, wow. for $500 twice a week, you know, things like that, where it's just like tiring, where, yeah. um, huh. you know, that kind of stuff happens. But also it's just another, I don't know, um, people are bored right now. And, sure. and oh, that yeah. fun fact, that photo that I posted today, um, I posted it as a story uh, like a week or two back and I got a few responses saying, you've gained a lot of weight. Um, Hey, you, you should probably stop drinking so much because you should, you know, do more yoga to get that body back. 
and oh, it's just man. my face. And so it's like, I don't, whatever, it's fine. Like, I don't feel like I need to change anything, but that just gets so tiring. Um, waking up in the morning it's, and having, yeah. it's definitely saying, not fine. It's not fine. It's not Marcus fine. Is and it's protective right now, unfathomable. but it's, it's, uh, it's waking up in the morning and having like 17 messages and like half of those being critical messages. Um, I kind of went off on a tangent last week uh, about the industry and being a female period, not even just in the industry. Yeah. Um, I think Julie, she posted this on her, so it's, it's volunteered information, but she, somebody said that she wears too much makeup and I run on there like, Hey, we don't wear makeup for you. Like we don't yeah. wear our clothes for you. We don't do our hair for you. Like, um, and I think I just kind of got fed up last week and there's a lot of stuff happening in my personal life too, that I'm just, I'm like really tired right now. And, sure. um, like if I don't even post like once a week, people will point that out and be like, where are you? What are you doing? I think this morning I was just like, oh, I don't know. Kind of over it? I don't know if I'm over it or if I'm just like, maybe I need to take a break and yeah. reevaluate. Um, like I said, this is a whole like accidental thing. It wasn't something that I asked for. It's a lot more attention than I've ever gotten in my entire life. And again, there's a lot of stuff happening in my personal life that is hard and I should be paying attention to that. Um, and I think today, this morning I just, I just woke up and it was like, well, let's, let's see like what other people are feeling about this. And it was really cool. I, one thing I should mention and I should have mentioned it before when we were talking about females in the industry, like I have a lot of people in my life that are supportive and that's one really wonderful thing that I found in being a part of this industry, having my Instagram and everything, I found a lot of really supportive people, um, a lot of supportive males who check in. I have one friend from Modest that checks in once a week to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> nice. You know, um, it just, uh, it's a great thing. And I feel like all of that will continue, even if I don't yeah. have this Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't right. Matter. They may be <clears throat> aware of you from it. Right. But it doesn't mean because you're not right. doing something on it that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, I think this morning I was just kind of putting out my feelers. Like, is this even a thing? Um, Well, so a couple of things. I mean, this year is really hard to know. Like, are these relationships real? Well, you can't even hardly see see people people. (laughs) anyway. So it's like even more throws it into flux. But also someone that I just stopped posting this year, early Mm -hmm. this year, in May or something. So like, I've actually seen the results of what you're maybe deciding. I haven't deleted my account or anything, but those people that I'm friends with are Somehow still I'm there. I'm still friends with them. <laughs> yeah. I don't Me know too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're still like on the forefront of my mind when it comes to like, hey, who would like this beer? You Absolutely. Know? And when those opportunities arise, I still embrace them and for sure. It's it's more exciting actually because mm-hmm. I haven't done anything, but I I would say that like there are real relationships and there's some that, you know, some that aren't, but for the most part, almost everyone still knows what I'm doing, even though like it's my wife's account, like they follow my wife and like (laughs) ask about our new house. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Cause that's what we're focused. That's what I'm focused on right now. And so from my perspective, I'd say like, take a break, 
Yeah. Nothing, nothing's going to happen. Like That was the popular vote. Just yeah, taking a break. Take a break. And get away from it. Yep. Yep. Everyone Absolutely. will still be there. Or sure. and like The people who matter. The people yeah. who matter, yeah. yeah. But even like, and I'm sure you're not even concerned about followers, but like. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. But like, I was a little bit, I, I would be, I would be lying if I said I wasn't. But actually, like it's almost identical to when I stopped and sometimes it went up and I'm like, I haven't posted in <laughs> three months. Why is it like, well, how did you find me? But like, it's all going to be there. And, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But it like, really doesn't I think matter, yeah. at least yeah. the people I've met they're there, it is real. For sure. So for what and it's that, worth. That's something I should reiterate too. Like I'm super grateful for it. And I went into, having this account and everything, even just being in the industry, super lonely, like very, very lonely. Um, again, I was trying to figure out why, what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I have a few best friends who are parents, um, a few that aren't. But other than that, it just, I got, like you said, it's hard to meet other people when you're an adult. So I met a lot of really good friends and I've made a lot of really good relationships. Um, even in just like breweries, like there are a, a couple breweries where I feel like they're my second homes, you yeah. know, and I can still just go there and feel comfortable and loved and cared for. Um, and that I will always be grateful for, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think looking through, I saw some of the comments and it seemed like, yeah, I mean, that's that definitely loved. <laughs> This we're, is the deepest we've ever we been. Deep, drowning yeah. here. See, I told you. Deep. <laughs> deep. I knew it was going to get deep. Well, let's go back to this beer here quick. What yes. The alt beer was excellent. I didn't even pour myself some because I've had a lot of these beers. I mean, I love German styles, and I, I don't know. It's good. It was great. I'm, I'm excited for when they open. I, I think I probably had them. I don't know. Did they do any... They've done like a, a couple collabs. Oh, that might be. Um, they did yeah. one with a lab, which was the West Coast. Um, they do one with Falling Knife too, or? Yes, they did. Yeah. The still opening up. That's with the, the one. Pilsner. Still, still, opening still opening up. up. Yeah, like or still opening. Or, yeah, um, they've done. They've been, and that's the funny joke. And I'm sure Juno will roll his eyes when he hears this. But like, that's the like they've been opening for. Yeah. A couple years now. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, they've had that building for quite some time. Um, and this year was like. Just unfortunate thing one after another, yeah, right? Yeah. One thing after another. And that, I think for me, it just, they came in really strong with their team already. Mm -hmm. It's a group of people who really know beer. Um, their brewers from Town Hall. And, and he, I mean, like I said, if you hold the, the glass up, it's clear. It's beautiful. It's got great taste. I um, know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And yeah, this year, the resiliency of everything that's happened. And I think everybody's super excited about it. They're, they they keep telling me, like, we're so surprised by how much beer we're already selling. Like, why? Because mm -hmm. you're great. And yeah. um, people are excited. So Town Hall's got another sc great Scotch yeah. Ale. And that is an underrated yes. brewery. I He's love Town Hall. The Scotch Ales. Oh, so. It's not often that you find other people who are really into them, though. Yeah. I think that, oh, so I don't remember who asked me to post it on my Instagram, asking around, like, who in the Twin Cities has one. And I was like, I only know of Earthrider and mine. Couple, yeah. You know, that's, uh, so 
it's town hall's got one town hall has one um and that was it was cool to find out other places and i yeah. definitely snagged a bunch of them earth rider valhalla ale. oh the valhalla <laughs> so good I haven't it's had it. my favorite brewery you wouldn't like it because it's not a double ipa so get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty>. <laughs> i start so here's the thing about me is like i'm i started with like dark beers those were the yeah. beers i liked the most and I probably would say I still do. Um, yeah, during the summer, a great IPA. Oh, sounds wonderful. So I'll drink do you a like scotch Pilsner's all during year the summer? Is um, that just not enough? Or? I was not big on Pilsners. Okay. And the last few months, well, not, no, I should say going back to like July, mm-hmm. um, more ta- tail end of summer, I got more into them. There's a few okay. Pilsners that I had that I really enjoyed, and Earthriders was one of them, mm-hmm. actually. Yep. Um, theirs is fantastic. Yep. Um, I kind of like everything, though, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, if it's done well, that's... Yeah. As that's long as it's a hazy it. IPA, Brady <laughs> likes it. You give me crap about liking lagers. So. Well, it is always comical, because anytime uh, there's an IPA involved, I look at Ryan. <laughs> I like IPAs. <laughs> I know IPAs you do. are good. Lagers are good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like black lager, like so the the black ale from from Ben Paddle was like yeah that was like my go to for the longest time okay. before I really got into craft beer, mm-hmm. and it still is a really it's a good, good beer. beer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. My first craft beer ever, really. I'm sure I had more before this, but it's the first one that I remember. I ordered it at Hot Dish before they closed. Was the Wilco Tango Foxtrot <laughs> by uh, Lagunitas? Sure. And this last year it was so funny. I put out like the feelers, like, does anybody see where this is at in liquor stores? And it was so funny. I had like 18 bottles by the end of. Wow. People really? were like, yeah, people were super excited mm. about it. Um, because it's hard to find and it's a really good nut brown. And that was honestly like the turning point for me that got me into craft beer, drinking beer, being That's interested in it. Yeah. Okay. So I've not had that. Some good oh, nut brown so ales good. out there. So good. It's coming back. So Scotch ales, I'm calling like 2023. That's going to be the hot. It will be. Hot style. It will be. <laughs> Scotch ales, Scottish ales. <laughs> If you I'll be right there with you. Them out, sure. And maybe sure. eventually they will get there. <laughs> Hype it up for sure. People will be like hops. Maybe if we yeah. add in some oh, like hops. I don't know like puree of some sort. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Just need to say like call malt. it a seltzer. Just say it's just say it's like malt puree, there and then go. people will be like, I yeah, like that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're derailing here. We um, so I'd asked you, I mean, you've been at Lupin for like five months yep. and I asked you, what's your favorite part of the job? What's your favorite part of the job? Um, I, I honestly took this job. Yeah. It was a derail before, um, <laughs> I had a few other options. I took this job because it's a family. Um, I, like I, we all worry each, about each other. We all kind of bicker with each other. Um, it's where like, you know, if you're having a hard day, you can walk down the hall and, and be able to vent or, 
uh, know that you're being supported by somebody else. And if you're having a really exciting thing happening in your life, you can walk down the hall and like share it with somebody and and then you've like got Aaron right Aaron just just this, the annoying little brother just, that I never knows. had you know just just smushing his face up face up against the window yeah oh for the yeah for the listeners that was that was Aaron smashing his face on the window yeah he's <laughs> he's definitely he's Aaron for sure he's a zero yeah yeah and that's um one thing I I mean I love I love Jeff he's I've had this conversation with a couple of different people that he's like that dad, like the dorky dad that like everyone wishes that they had, you yeah. know, and that's my favorite part. I mean, I, I've always looked forward to coming here. I drive an hour and in the morning I'm like stoked to get here and like start to like, we all have our certain few like that are here right away in the morning. And then you, I know the steps that are coming upstairs, like who it is (laughs) and what kind of hello I'm going to get. If it's, you know, hen peeking her head in and being weird. And this one who goes, hello right away. (laughs) This one being Marcus. Marcus is, is that one. Um, And the shutdown kind of put a kibosh on that for a little while, but it's, I mean, it's a family. And I think that that's, the That's major awesome. reason why I took this job. So that family will be back once the vaccine hits. And then you have to brace yourself for just a thousand vaccine named beers. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, dude, Marcus, yeah. like literally <laughs> like in his noodling mind. Noodling all the things. <laughs> Moderna double IPA. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing just to see Marcus's face there. He's like, yes. Yes. I got it. <laughs> it's he has all these different things that he does and like he's got like the nose thing and then like if you know that it, it's a really good idea when he goes and he's yeah, got like he opens his mouth and he's like <gasps> this next yes. beer that's gonna be vaccine related. The name of beer. This month is uh for the growlers for good. It's it's PKS. Yes. Is that have anything to do with, is, is that related to your sister? And It's not, it's actually. Because I couldn't um, remember what the name of that actually was. Yeah, no, that's just a congenital, well, not just, it's a congenital heart defect, and we're actually going to do um, our Pores for Purpose in March uh, for the heart uh, okay. heart month. Gotcha. Um, okay. So uh, hoping um, we can do a collab with Boathouse and Brewed with Heart. Um, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that we're talking about. Um, it's it, one thing that I, it's another thing that I really love about Lupulin is that they're really passionate about giving back to people and mm-hmm. not just anyone, but people that I'm, I, I, there have been so many times where Jeff is like, if it's something that means a lot to you, we want to do it, you sure. know? And, um, it's a personal thing for sure. And I know that the PKS is a personal thing. We've got um, MS, which is another personal thing. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we all try to hold, you know, close to our hearts. And it's really cool for yeah, sure. That's awesome. That's something yeah. I noticed pretty early on too, is just yep. the different collaborations that they do and, and mm-hmm. the meanings behind them. And it seems Definitely. like they care. Yep. And you want to support breweries that, that care. Yep. Um, it's it's not just about the beer, but For it's sure. about the people as well. Right. right? Yeah, yep. and the community. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why I like craft beer and craft yeah. breweries is they're exactly. invested in the community. Yep. Mm-hmm. More so than just a random dive bar. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which dive bars yeah. are pretty awesome, but there's one last thing I wanted to bring up on on things that you've done that I've I've seen on social that I thought was really cool and and one of them was last winter um this coat drive that was I think at a couple different places, right? Yep. I know the one was Falling Knife for sure. And then at Fair, Fair State. State. Yep. Okay. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that and how that got started. That was keeping Minneapolis warm. Uh, I saw this like I don't even know what it was. It was somebody else in a different state that had a coat rack outside of their restaurant that just said, take one, give one. Sure. I was like, we're in Minnesota and we have a major problem with this. Mm. Um, We have a lot of homeless folks in, in the heart of Minneapolis. And I know a lot of people at breweries now. So let's use this connection. Let's use this opportunity to throw a coat rack up like 25 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. and, and involve, it was another opportunity to use my platform to say, Hey, like I know I have like five coats that I'm not using and my kids have several coats mm-hmm. that they're outgrowing. Yeah. There's a lot of people that do. <clears throat> right. And so instead of bringing that to goodwill, let's just go throw these on the hangers and people, even if you're just like leaving the brewery and you're cold, grab one. Sure. Get in your car and be warm, you know, and it's, it's one of those opportunities to just take care of each other. And so I reached out to a couple of different places. I think I just put out like a thing that was like, I know a lot of breweries on Facebook. Um, anybody want to be a part of this? And my friend Dan from Falling Knife was like, yeah, obviously we want to do this. And they didn't have a lot of people picking them up from their brewery, but they actually donated them to Minneapolis school system. Um, There are other families and teenagers that really needed them. Fair State uh, was amazing. They actually bought a bunch of coat racks for places. Mm. They're doing it again this year. Cool. On top of having a little pantry outside of their brewery. Okay. Uh, I guess as soon as somebody puts a coat on their hangers somebody else takes it off wow. and they're right wow. on it's on central mm-hmm. so it's yeah, a it's perfect right place for people to be grabbing them yeah. um it's just an easy thing to do to help another person out so mm. for me it was just again this accidental thing that happened to me and just being able to use it for good yeah, yeah. that's like great that. that's awesome um just quickly because we didn't really touch on this Mm-hmm. Um, on the social media aspect of it is you've been very open about mental health yes. and um, I commend you for that because it's something I struggle with and, and I don't probably do near the type of job that I should of, of putting that out there in a way. And I, yeah, talk about w- what made the decision to do that and sure. how have you seen that impact you personally? Um, well, first off, I just want to say like, you shouldn't feel bad about that. Because I feel like it's a personal thing. It is. Um, but. It's personal to your 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 who you are, but it's also you don't have to share it if you don't want to, you know. And I think that nobody, I don't think anyone should feel guilty about not sharing their story or um, being a part of taking that stigma away, because it's another part of anxiety that I mm-hmm. think that we deal with. Yeah. Um, for me, I've had anxiety my entire life. I remember being really little and there was a lot of traumatic uh, stuff that happened to me. And back then eighties, nineties, like anxiety wasn't really like a thing that people Mm -hmm. dealt with. Um, And that's something I'm grateful for now that we can actually talk about it openly on social media and just say, Hey, this is what I deal with. And 
it's okay. And if you're dealing with it, join me. Um, and I keep saying this, I feel like I'm just a broken record, but it's another part of my accidental platform that I was given to be able to put it out on the table and just say like, I'm here, you know, like we literally 90% of the time you can guarantee the person next to you is dealing with what you're dealing with. Sure. It, it might be completely different for them, but they're dealing with depression, anxiety, loneliness. Um, yeah, everyone's fighting a battle. That everyone you know is fighting about. something for mm-hmm. sure. And f- most of us in this age range, um, like I said, in the eighties, nineties, it wasn't a thing to really talk about it, but yeah. now it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know, I mean, I put my story out there personally. I've had, you know, two, two visits to the hospital uh, because of depression. And I know a lot of other people who have been there. And if there's an opportunity to show love, to ease that pain, to um, just give a space for people to be themselves, to show up as um, broken, then I want to give it and be there for them. And it's just, it's been a hard year for everybody. It's been a really hard year for everyone. And I think that we just need to stick together and again, create that space and, and love each other and be kind. And like I said earlier, when it comes down to things, a lot of us don't do things on purpose, but when we are purposeful with our interactions and yeah. um, our caring and and reach out or smile at somebody or ask them how they're doing or tell them their hair looks great, you know, it might just the little things, yeah, derail mm-hmm. their day from what what sure. might have you know been happening. So yeah. another reason why maybe take a break, don't go away. <laughs> yeah, we need you. Yeah, yeah. True I mean. You. I, de- I definitely wouldn't say broken. I'd say it's just the human condition For sure. in the modern era. Yeah. Like yeah. this is just, we're not, <laughs> we've not evolved if you, as human beings to right. be anything close to what we're doing right now. Right. And yeah. when I say broken, I just mean, I think that life just gets so heavy and, and, mm-hmm. and we get tired, mm-hmm. but society tells us to keep going and yep. keep pressing on and i think that it's okay to feel broken and it's okay to feel um tired and and take a break you know Mm -hmm. um absolutely and i my biggest thing is just to be nice to each other i think that that was like one of my first posts was just like drink good beer and be nice to each other because you become friends and 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 like i said when i started this whole thing i was pretty lonely and pretty sad and and now I know that there are a lot of people I could reach out to and have a friend in them. Yeah, exactly. So I, I wrote down here, you're a grandma to all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> name was given to me at BSG because okay. I, uh, this is probably going to make me cry, but <laughs> I, um, I had everybody on my, my calendar for their birthdays and I still have oh. them on my calendar. I did a potluck and um, I <laughs> had a bowl of candy. I forgot about this until right now. <laughs> I had a like crystal bowl of candy and I put that out there so I could get to know people around the office. I guess before that it was kind of people just kind of kept to themselves and, and not that they weren't friendly with each other, but it was like a thing. Um, 
and they still call me grandma. I have a mug <laughs> that says grandma. And that's I still awesome. drink out of it every morning. Okay. Uh, awesome. But that's, I've always just been kind of a like weirdo when it comes down to um, kind of being over the top. The last day that I worked at BSG, I had my friend Tara call me and she was like, when you first started, I was like, who is this girl and why is she being so nice to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and I've kind of leaned into that for a while. I felt insecure about it. And then I was just like, this is who I am. You know, like I, 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 I sling white chocolate at this one <laughs> almost every other day. And Love it, it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a grandma. I am, I am an old lady at heart, always have been. And I really like to, just do weird stuff that maybe weirds people out, but shows them that I <laughs> that's care. Awesome. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's good. Well, do we want to get into the social questions? Oh yeah, boy. let's do it. You want <laughs> to start it off? Sure. I'm going to jump around here, but um, yes, Billy, Billy uh, WLLM Johnson asks your favorite brewery atmosphere, beer, game shelves. So, favorite brewery? Game shelf. Okay. Um, it can be anything. I mean, it's I feel like that's three different questions, but my favorite brewery of all time is Earthrider. Okay. Um, beer that I've had from a brewery that's too loaded. I'm not going to answer that. Um, <laughs> too many. Game Shelf would be Wild Mind. That's actually nice. how I became such good friends with a couple beer tenders there. Um, Matt and Vern, they. It was during a really dark time in my life, and I started going there to just draw by myself, and they joked about having a friend's trivia game, and I'm Aww. like just the stereotypical like white girl. I love <laughs> friends. Um, so like, I bet I can beat you guys in this, and we put money down, and it was a good like six months of just going through these stupid cards, and... <laughs> sharing snacks with each other and they would give me samples of beer and I started sitting at the bar and it was my second home. It was the place that like I knew I felt safe and I had, knew I had friends, um, the consistency. And so it was my, my uh, favorite game shelf. Oh, Wild Mind's sure. one of my favorite spots too. Yeah. What do you like about Earthrider? Earthrider, uh, I went there. It was my, it was the eighth stop on a Get Nits uh, overnight. Wow, eight. Uh, North Shore tour. Wow. So we went there <laughs> overnight, and there were we did six or maybe five in one day, and then three wow. the next day, and the last one was Earthrider, and it was right when they had opened up, and none of us wanted to leave. We were all super excited to be there. Uh, my friend Daniel Hines actually was the one that gave us the tour. Their beer was incredible. But I think the thing that we loved the most was just that they were super friendly, wanted to answer any questions, um, just made it seem like home and just help yourselves to whatever, like just be here, be family. And every time that I've gone there, it has been the same. And their beer... I mean, after seeing their lab and everything, it's just consistent. They care so much about it. Allison is one of their brewers, and she's incredible. Um, she's big-time inspiration for me. Um, cool. But I just think that it, if, if there's somewhere that 
has, I always give a rating of uh, beer tap room and um, but the, the staff and they have all of them like 150%. So nice. nice. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I love their um, Cedar Lounge too. Yeah. Just, oh, the Cedar Lounge is amazing. You guys make me mad. I've been there twice and it's been <laughs> closed. I mean, we're just only outside. Right, right. right so. We'll have to go right. there. Yeah. We always, like, I always go there, like, before and after All Pints North. Yeah. Hang out with them at All Pints. And I really hope All Pints North. I really this hope year. that it happens because it's just my favorite part of the year. I'm always giddy and like my heart is just like fluttering as I'm walking to it. And while I'm there, I'm I'm just like a little kid in a nice. candy store. So, <laughs> yeah. This I'm assuming is someone locally that you guys maybe know, but Big Lake Brian. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm assuming. Good I mean, God. Big Lake, it makes Brain. sense. Um, he says, uh, "What is your favorite Kevin Bacon movie?" Oh uh, is it Tremors? <laughs> Can I? <laughs> so, Brain works here, and he loves to torment me. Uh, he is okay, a. Okay. Uh, gotcha. He's one of my favorite people in the entire world. Uh, I don't know any. Of any other bacon <laughs> movies, so I'll just say yes to yes. that. Thanks, Brian. I think, mm. I think you maybe Tremors that, is yeah. the correct answer. It's a great movie. It is. I love it's that a, movie. I up. watched it when I was young, and I don't think I've seen it since then. So. Oh, I have. Oh, oh well, so good. So I'm a little good. bit judging you, but that's fine. <laughs> sure. <You shouldn't>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie asks: uh, the evolution of craft beer industry and female involvement in it. Ooh, we're getting there. I feel like we're at this like turning point where you're starting to see more and more females and we're all really lifting each other up. And I, again, will repeat, there are a lot of males in my life who are super supportive of being a female brewer. Um, and we're starting to see that more and more. And I think that social media is a great thing for that. I think that we're all reaching out to each other and... Hopefully, we're going to see more and more women in this industry, not just as brewers, yeah, sure. but just really appreciating the people on the front line and the faces that are making breweries uh, who they are. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't even tell you how many uh, taproom staff that I just totally respect for what they have to put up with. Sure. Um, so, yeah. I couldn't evolution. do it. I couldn't do it. Just... I haven't done Full it. Disclosure. I have I have not poured beers on purpose at a tap room. I've done it uh to help out and at festivals to help out, but I I don't think I I'm not that kind of person. I yeah. can't handle that atmosphere. Sure. So the people who do, like I totally respect them. Could we just quickly the, so you you kind of made mention of it, but you didn't really say what it was, but the female crush Friday. Mm. What is that? I started that, I don't even know how long ago. I really wanted to bring attention to, I, it started as brewers, female brewers. Okay. We are very far and few between. Like We do not exist on a level of the stereotypical white man with a beard. You know, and I, I think that was at that point where I was like, I need to use this whole thing for good. And I need to point out that there are some 
fantastic women out there who are doing this heavy lifting, um, looking beautiful and working their asses off um, and not getting recognized for it. And they are the people who are at these festivals and they're not having people look at them in the eyes when they're discussing their Mm -hmm. awesome experience. Um, So I think, again, it's my feminist mom in me that I just, I really wanted to lift these women up. And I do have major girl crushes on some of these women who, you know, they, they are the face of the brewing industry for females and Mm -hmm. I want to be them. I want to meet them. And, and it's been really cool. My last one was a transgender, uh, female brewing. Um, she, she started a whole brewery with her partner and it's something that should get attention. It's something that I feel like we should be watching and enjoying and sure. supporting. Where where was this at? Giant Jones. Giant, Giant Jones. Jones. Yes. Okay. And they're in Wisconsin. And oh, in Wisconsin. Jess is okay. amazing. And a lot of these women are people that I've actually corresponded with for quite some time. Sure. And like I said, I have some beer from other half from my the girl. She was my first one, my first female crush Friday. And I respect her big time. So cool. I mean, I follow some brewer, female brewer accounts, um, some in San Diego and things. Yeah. And there's some of the most interesting to <laughs> exactly. me is like yeah. just what they're doing, not yeah. because they're women even just. Yeah. And that was, I was uh, talking to um, her handle is, is beer carb. And she actually started another account, Mexican pizza and <laughs> his beer. carb. Yeah. <laughs> And she's incredible. And we were talking about brewing and she just said, you know, like I prefer to say I'm a brewer, not a female brewer. Yeah. Sure. And I think that no matter what the industry is, you should just be recognized for how hard you work and how well you do. Yeah. And that was one thing that I actually had posted about last week, how sometimes women are used as tokens in this industry that I remember somebody said to me like, yeah, I really want to get a female brewer. I really want to get a female brewer because, you know, it'd be really great for our brewery. And it's like, why? You know, what if this female brewer just sucks, but Mm -hmm. she's a girl, you know? And and what if I suck and you're hiring me just because I'm a female? Just because, yeah. And that's not okay either. That's such a hard balance though, right? It really is. a hard perspective to come from because like, yeah, you want to give equal opportunities, but at the same time, does this person deserve the opportunity? And that's a hard thing to say. Yep. You know, when you're talking about gender or even race, right? Right. right. So that's uh, yeah, a tricky, yeah. hard place to be. At. Yeah, definitely. And even in like the Female Crush Friday, just like I, I want to support women, you know, at, <laughs> it's hard because they're brewers, not female brewers. Mm-hmm. And so it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Sure. So, but there's yeah. a lot of evolution happening, and I think that you're going to start to see more and more females here And as we um, continue to support each other yeah. and as, as people start to become more and more aware of how they speak about it. So, yeah. so, so I'm in a similar male-dominated industry mm-hmm. as a software developer, and when I was going to college, <laughs> I mean, when I, there was probably one mm-hmm. woman that was in yeah. our classes. Yeah. Um, but it's the same thing. Like I look when I'm hiring, I don't discriminate, but I don't get a lot of applications. Right. And then I, it's like I have to make a decision: is this the right person? Um, yep. Luckily, 
hired some great women that have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's tough though. Yeah, definitely. I don't get as many applications where, you know, it's not 50-50 for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's do the infamous M. Walt. Matt oh, asks, Matt. how long you been in the game? <laughs> So in we, the game. We, I love that question. Is so we, <laughs> we've First actually, up, I love Matt. He's awesome. Yeah, Matt is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you kind of touched on it, but just as a, as a high level Halloween. Uh, I've been in the game. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what game. <laughs> I've been living for 35 years. That's a game. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a game. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of games, aren't there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Matt, craft, sorry. Uh, you're probably beer. giggling as you're listening to this. <laughs> Uh, beer about 11 years now, craft beer, uh, let's say commercial beer about a year and a half, two years. Okay. Nice. And jumping back to the last question. I mean, you're the marketing, I don't remember the exact title, but social media and marketing. Yes. Do you ultimately want to move into brewing? Is that kind of your goal long term? You know, honestly, I was talking about this last week. It's been really cool to see different perspectives of of this industry. Um, I turned down a sales job. I went on one sales call here one time because I knew the account. Um, It was cool to see that. It's been really neat to see different aspects. Sure. Um, I would love to brew. Uh, It's really fun. And I don't know that it's something that I'd want to do every single day. It's very wearing. Um, but I guess I've never worked on a giant system like the sure. 30 barrel, which is fun to get experience Crazy for sure. System. Yeah, no. it's nuts compared <laughs> yeah. to even yeah. the 10 barrel for me is like, wow, this is a lot bigger and it's automated. And, and wow, go to a third to go to 30. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I'll stand up there and just watch them just like be amazed. And yeah. and and I, I, Ben, uh, the head brewer here, he he offered to let me just shadow some things, and it's yeah, been cool. cool to see that. I have some new boots that I'm really excited to use. Um, (laughs) I mean, I have some other brewer friends who are allowing me to just be a part of things. I think that's been fun where it's at. So, yeah. Kind of like a gypsy brewer. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But marketing has been fun just using my artistic abilities to. Sure. Yeah. And the other cool thing we haven't even mentioned is, and we're, we should probably crack into that. We got to wrap this up, but. You actually uh, had some part in uh, some labels. Yeah, Marcus was really awesome and let me be a part of our Scribbled Lines labels. We've got four now. And um, Marcus is the label designer and we are collaborating on, this is Cerise de Chance. This is the tart cherries with cinnamon and vanilla. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, and as far as the artwork goes, when I started, I kind of mentioned that I have a background in art and a painting minor, and I took up watercolor painting because I didn't get to do that in college. And recently, my old painting prof, uh, because of COVID, decided to do all of his videos on YouTube to oh. teach his students how to watercolor, but he was wearing his bathrobe and a hat. Nice. <laughs> so I started doing these these watercolor tutorials, these videos with uh, Brian Frank, my old prof. And Marcus was like, wait, I need watercolor paintings for these labels. I've been trying to do it on my computer and it just isn't working. 
so I brought in a bunch of paintings and, and he was like, these are perfect. These are great. And we've got four now. And if you look in, they look fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. It's been really fun to do. Um, we're both as self-critical as the other. And it's been really funny to, to collaborate on things. Um, but if you look in the little uh, left-hand corner, there is an abacus, which is our our celebrity couple name, uh, Abby and Marcus. I think that we came up with that like the first day that I started. Somebody like jokingly said to us, "Like, what is your celebrity celebrity couple name?" And we said, and we were just like coming up with things like abacus. That works. Bottom so. bottom right. So yeah, he does the digital work and I do the the watercolor paintings and he puts them together. We've got four now. Pretty fun. I love the cinnamon and vanilla on this. It's yeah. really, really good. Yeah, it smooths it out. Jesse from Alger Beer oh, Adventures Alger. Beer Ventures asks, What is success for you? Oh boy. That's a loaded question. What is success? I feel like mean? I'm already living it. I feel like I'm already here. Like I feel like a year and a half into a career, um, being at a pretty distinguished brewery, half of a marketing team, and knowing a lot of really great people in the the industry, I feel like that's success already. Um, if I hope that doesn't sound arrogant, but I feel like um, it's been really cool to see different aspects of, like I said, just brewing and marketing and um, making these connections. Yeah, you're learning a lot of different things. Yeah, <laughs> really. for sure. Um, on the brewing side, but then on the marketing side, you've kind of done a little bit of everything. Yeah. And I feel like in, in the brewing industry, unless you're in this huge company, you kind of, like you said, have to wear a lot of different hats. And so that's, it's really cool. That's almost what you need to do, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. You know, I like that, like that answer. Uh, <laughs> Jesse. That was Thanks, a good Jesse, question, exactly. Jesse. <laughs> yes, it was. I like good. your beard, Jesse. <laughs> he has an epic beard, yes. He certainly does. Do we want to get into the COVID question or not it's a little played out yeah it's played out all right let's get into it quickly <laughs> <laughs> let's just break unless you have really uh, good you, great insight you guys we've, we've, we've touched on we've touched on we've it. touched on it. it was just like kind of how you navigate <coughs> covid this year and with breweries but let's get into uh this is brew chat and uh <laughs> that was the best okay um, i'm brew chat it's happening yeah it's, no you you like pointed at yourself like I'm Ryan. I'm Bruce. Drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> but we usually have the staple questions like, "What is your favorite beer? Favorite type of beer? Style beer? Style? Favorite Sorry. style? Uh, Pilsner lagers. I'm a lager girl. See, I um, try to do my research, and I feel like you changed your really because I believe I had saw somewhere that your oh. favorite style was uh, like Marzen. I believe. Oh yeah, fest beers for sure. Fest beer. Yes, yes. Octobers are big time when you can get them. When yeah. You, yeah. Lagers. Lagers are Loggers. my favorite. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite beer in 2020? Favorite beer in 2020. Oh, I hate these questions cuz I like feel like I'm on the spot and I can't remember what I drank. That's tough, isn't it? Oh. A lot of a lot of different good stuff. In Marcus's words, farts. Farts, farts and barf. Um <laughs> This is going to sound, and he's going to be like, oh, stop. But I, <laughs> for quite some time, drank blissful bumps <laughs> every day. Every day. 
And it has become like one of my favorite beers. And I didn't really drink it before I worked here. And it has become like a nostalgic, not a nostalgic, but maybe just like a comforting, like, here we are. You know, this is part of my day. Um, grab this as I'm talking to so-and-so. Sure. Um, and it also just shows like turning uh, lemons into lemonade for the year um, sure. for me. So going from having a really rough year to something that's been really great. It's been awesome. So, that's yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah. It's a good answer. That's awesome. Yeah. So what style of beer most describes you as a person? Oh, oh geez. Who asked that? Well, that's tech. That's, that's Holly's you. question. Oh, boy. Um, mm. that she, um, yeah, but we'll, we'll get I feel like this is something that Marcus should answer. <laughs> no, Marcus already answered it. <laughs> he did. For me, though. Oh, for you. Okay. Well, we can. Mm. that can be a bonus episode. <laughs> After hours. <laughs> Could it be like a chili dark. pepper, like it's really hot to start and like don't know if you like it or not. And then it like becomes very sweet and you're like, oh, I really like that. I don't know. So this would be like a stout? I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't f- know. I this like is a weird question. I don't really know how to answer this. Like that. I'm sorry, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Holly. <laughs> I don't know how to answer things about myself. That's all right. Uh, so it was Chili a, pepper cream ale. Sure. Cream ale? I don't know. Whiskey nuts. Whiskey nuts. Sure. Okay. Yeah, Whiskey that's nuts. a good one. Like yeah. That was a crazy beer. How was yeah. that? How was it Whiskey that smooth? Nuts. For like 15.5 or yeah. what? whatever it was. Yeah, Holy insane. moly. So crazy. very boozy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Didn't taste like it though. It was really good. Dangerously smooth. That's a good there beer that go. describes me. Yeah, yes. Dangerously smooth. <laughs> Dangerously smooth. <laughs> uh, trip over chairs and they're not even there. Sure. Yes. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> All right. What um what advice would you give to um to women specifically trying to get into craft beer? Um be patient. Honestly, uh, work your ass off and know that you're making a difference no matter what you're doing. Honestly, um, one step at a time and find other women who are doing the same. Build a community. Build community around that. Cool. Link your arms together and kick ass. Seriously, just be badass and lift each other up. That's what we're here doing for sure. Awesome. I like that. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We and might have the patio open, open. Come hang out and drink a beer with me for sure. Sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. That's sweet. Well, thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate yeah. kind of your perspective in the, brewing industry and then just on social media it's nice to have that presence of someone that's in it someone that has adversity that shares that adversity i think i think it takes a lot of um i I just i love that your perspective and i really appreciate you so thank Thank you for coming on the show yeah you guys are it was a lot of fun to talk to you a lot of fun so uh any parting words Ryan? no just thanks for being a part of this and i'm glad i got to know you absolutely all right well this was a brew chat. 
Thank you so much for listening to the show or watching. Uh, you can now watch the show on YouTube. Uh, a couple of things before you take off. It would mean the world to us if you would rate and review the show. That helps us get found. Uh, and two, head over to brewchatpodcast.com and join the BC crew. We're trying to build a community around this thing, and we would love to have you there. Thanks for everything. Please stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Cheers.